the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In today's world, there is much confusion as to what defines family, and Satan is determined to keep it that way. The good news is that the children of God have victory because we know that the family, as designed by God, will not be destroyed. As the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, stand firm, set the spiritual tone, and be the role model for your families to the glory of God, thereby establishing legacies for your future generations. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us. You had better learn to adhere to the Word of God. And when you need counseling, make sure you are discreet and discerning as to who you share your issues with. You, the worst thing you can do is share it with a gossip or somebody that's spiritually immature and all your business is in the street. Yeah, man, you don't need 15 folk to know your business. You set yourself up for some heartbreak. Be discreet and watch who you share your personal issues with. Uh, number six, listen, give wise spiritual answers. Giving wise spiritual answers will diffuse the issue. When you are in a conflict, when you're in a fight, a spat, a disagreement, or whatever you want to call it, you need to ask God to give you wise spiritual answers in the heat of the moment. That begins to calm the atmosphere. It begins to bring down the temperature. And, and the more word in you, the better off you can deal with the conflict. Proverbs 5.1 says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. The Bible is a book that will counsel you. As a matter of fact, do you realize the word of God is therapeutic? If you take these principles and write them down and live by them, your marriage and your relationship with your children, your siblings, on your neighborhood, or on your job at the church, uh, a lot of things will be resolved if we just take and apply and execute what we live out. What we live out. Proverbs 29, 8 says, mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. And you know what? When you see something brewing in your house, or you see the temperature rising and you see the heat rising, if you can speak a word in wisdom from God in such a way at the right time that will diffuse the air and the, the environment and the ambiance and, and bring a sense of harmony and unity because of your gracious word tempered by the Holy Spirit from the word of God. It's not just how you, what you say, it's also how you say what you say. Amen? 
So giving wise spiritual answers uh, is, is so critical. Number seven, if you lose an argument, how many of you lost some arguments? If you lost some arguments, some of y'all never lost an argument. That's pride. Uh, If you lose an argument or if a decision does not go in your favor, concede graciously. No one to give in. So, no, no, hold it. Be quiet. Calm yourself down. If you're wrong, you're just wrong. Concede graciously. If need be, be willing to say, I was wrong, honey, or I'm so sorry. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. If you are right, and if you win the argument, be humble and then be sensitive. Never say, I told you so the next time you listen to me. And don't wash the person's face with it who lost the argument. Don't beat them up because the next time, chances are high that you're going to be wrong. And you don't want to be treated that way. So you love a person when they're right and you love them when they're wrong because you realize you are soulmates and God is in the process of making you best friends. You realize you are, God, you ought to be best friends. To the, no, not best fighters. Best friends. Best friends. Number eight. Once you've settled your differences, write down what you have agreed upon and sign it. Put your name on it. Sign it. Don't print. Sign. This will help avoid confusion or misunderstanding later. You ever had, you know, you agreed on something and uh, and but you forgot what you agreed about. And then the person say, but you said, you say, but I didn't say that. You say, yes, you did. Don't, don't look in my face and say, you didn't say that. I heard you say that. You know you said that. Now you go tell me you didn't say that. Ha, 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 Wait, you sure got a sharp memory. Wait a minute. Write it down and sign it and then pull it out, baby, here. Read this. Let's, let's read this. Okay. Now, all right. Whose signature is this right here? You see? And you say, honey, you're right. We did. We talked about it. And uh, so, you know, it clears the air. Write it down. People have short memories in all the pressures of society, all the anxiety. And if something happened two years ago, you're not gonna, you forget who said what. And you're fighting up and down that you, you didn't say that. And when perhaps you really did say it, but you just don't remember that you said it. And that's why it's good to write things down and then sign it, sign off on it. And that helps the devil not get in that issue again. Are y'all listening to me? I'm trying to help you. Now, if you go to the doctor, he give you a prescription, you take it and you go buy it so that healing would come. If you take this and apply this to your life, Healing will come in your relationships to the glory of God. Another critical thing we must consider is this. Don't lose your Christian testimony in the midst of conflict. Don't lose your Christian testimony in the midst of conflict. How you behave may become more significant than the issue itself. How you behave and how you act can be greater than the issue. Yelling and cussing and fighting, and pushing, and slapping. Man, I I don't know how it feels to be slapped. I have a virgin face. 
I do. I have a very my wife doesn't know how I feel. She doesn't know how I feel to be slapped. Uh, I have a virgin face, and uh, I, I pray it stays that way. And then and and y'all need virgin faces out there, girl. You don't have no why you don't have no business slapping your husband's face, a wife slapping up. Pow! Wait a minute. And sometimes you get pow back. You know, and so you got to be careful. Some of these men will hit you back. And uh, if, if my wife were to strike me, I would never hit her back. But we don't have that kind of relationship. And we just don't have it. And, uh, and we can have some intense discussions. But you know what? We talk. I talk like this. I said, well, you know, I don't think I like that. You know, and then she, I said, well, no. no, no. I was, Why did you say that? You shouldn't. Why did you say that? You shouldn't have said that, darling. You should not have said that. That wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. And uh, you say, you, y'all talk, yeah, we don't raise our vo- I've never yelled at my wife. I've never, well, I've never cussed my wife. I've never pushed my wife. And I've never intimidated my wife. There's no, that's why we have been married 33 years this past 26. You don't want a pastor that's pushing his wife. You want a pastor that can be an example to the flock. And you don't want me to have one wife today and two more next week, year, and, and then I'm divorced, and then I'm married, and then you wonder who, who's next sitting over there and all that. How can I tell you anything? You want stability in the pulpit. So, so no. And so I don't, know why, I don't know why y'all doing all that. You're slapping and pushing and then not speaking and sending messages by your children to tell your husband because you don't want to talk to him. I mean, you don't send messages putting your children in that mess. No, 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 no. Walking a whole walk around each other all week, not speaking. You'll write a note before you talk until you get over it. That's childish. That's immaturity. You get out the room and go sleep in another bed and all that. I'm not leaving my bed. Any unresolved issues, we're going to have them in that bed. I'm not going to nobody's couch. We bought this bed together. We're going to sleep in it together. Won't y'all say amen? amen. Putting me out of the bedroom, not going to solve the issue. Y'all getting quiet now, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And then your body language. Sometimes you're not cussing and you're not hitting and you're not shoving and you're not slamming doors, but your eyes cut your spouse to pieces. You just look at them. Oh, you cut razor sharp eyes. You pouting up. You walking around here. Your husband know when you mad at them, mad at him. The wife know when you mad. I mean, you show it. Look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. Just, just as all been out of shape, your mouth puckled. And all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to come to church and my oh, how I love Jesus. God says, shut up. Shut up. How you going to worship me? And you can't even speak to your husband. Go talk to your husband, then come worship me. Go talk to your wife, then come worship me. Don't be holding up unholy hands in here. Oh, God, help me preach this message. Yeah, all this body language that sends all kinds of signals to let your spouse know you're quite upset. You see, we must not allow conflicts to contaminate us. Refuse to lose control of yourself and for sure don't lose your Christian testimony in the midst of the fight. 
Now, you know, if I said something or cussed or did something awful that you thought was just outlandish and despicable, oh, do you know what Reverend Draper did? I can't believe he did that to her or did that to him. And you know what happened? All I have to do it, not five times, not four times, not three, not two, just one time. You know, in the first service, I blessed a baby. You're going to forget every baby I blessed. You're going to forget every person I baptized. You're going to forget how I married your sons and daughters. You're going to forget how I visited you in the hospitals. You're going to forget all that stuff. And here it is, 2099. You still talking about what Pastor Draper did back in 2011. You see, we, we, don't, we, we don't remember. Now, you got good memories when it's something messy, but, but, but you can't remember scripture. Huh? And so what I'm saying is that I have to be careful. I'm not going to ever let you make a fool out of me. That's right. I'm not going to do that. But God has called me to a higher standard. And you ought to expect me to have a higher standard because I'm your pastor and I lead by example. But at the same time, God is calling you to a higher standard because you are in leadership in that home, daddy, and you're the priest of that home, and you're to lead your family, and you're to set the climate of that home and have it in in accord with the biblical teachings from the scripture. God holds that man accountable. You say, well, what if I don't have a man? I'm a single parent. Then God holds you accountable to how you lead your children. Moms, you got dads here that are single parents as well. Yeah, and you still do right because you're the, you're the godly influence upon your children to the glory of almighty God. Don't let people make a fool out of you. If you do, people will fail to remember all the good you've done and only remember your bad behavior. Then finally, but not the least, and then we'll be done. Listen to me closely, my friends. It takes time for wounded relationships to heal. And they can if the person, persons involved are willing to forgive and surrender their wounds to Jesus and also have a desire to be made whole, to be made whole. I was last night, I was in the Freeman Coliseum. We had uh, Annex, my wife and I, and Magic Johnson was there, the basketball t- player, a former basketball player, he was there. He was the guest speaker, moving around, speaking to the audience, asking questions and stuff uh, as we had a dinner engagement there and all the who's who and people. And I was interviewing, being interviewed, and just all kinds of things were going on. There's medical doctors and all kind of people around you. And so, um, and he talked and he did, he, we were honoring Pastor and Mrs. Clark Black uh, for their legacy and their impact here in the San Antonio vicinity. And he also promoting AIDS awareness because he talked about his AIDS and being H- when he was found HIV positive and so forth back uh, 20 years ago. And he said his hardest drive was driving home to tell his wife, Cookie, that he had AIDS. That is pretty tough. Not knowing whether she had it or the children. And, after, and I'm just verbatim because he told a whole audience, so I'm not sharing something confidential. He was a ton of folk there, packed, packed, huge place. And so he said, honey, Cookie, he said, uh, I know I messed up, and I messed up big time. And if you want to divorce me, 
that's fine. I'll understand. And she punched him, you know. I don't know if she punched him playfully or punched him seriously. She probably a little both, maybe more serious than playful. <laughs> and she said, what, what are you talking about? She said, this is horrible, and I don't like what's happened, but we will get over this. And I told my wife driving home, I said, that took a whole lot of love. And they got, she, she got herself tested and the children and they were, they did not have AIDS and he was just praising God for that, that he did not have AIDS. And I told my wife, I said, that, that took a lot of forgiveness because a lot of women would have been out of there or, or the other way around. A lot of men would have been out and so forth and so on and so forth and so on. But it takes time for wounded relationships to heal. And I'm sure Cookie, uh, after he told her that, uh, he didn't go to her next week and say, well, are you over it and all right? You know, he might have got his face really slapped in because why? It takes time to heal. When you've hurt someone you love, it really takes time to heal. And uh, in it, healing can occur if you surrender your wounds to Jesus. I want everyone in here with the Bible to turn to this appropriate passage of Scripture as I close the message today. The Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 5 through 6. The Gospel of John, uh, chapter 5, verses 5 through 6 is a poignant, penetrating Scripture. It says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity, a sickness, 38 years. That's a long time to be sick. That's a long time to have an infirmity. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. Let me stop right there. Some of you have had turbulent marriages, perhaps even now, and your marriage has been in that condition a long time. Or perhaps you've had the spirit of anger, of bitterness because of hurts and wounds, and you've had them for 38 years or for 20 years or 15 years. That's a long time. Five years is a long time when it's something detrimental to you spiritually and physically. And there are relationships under my voice. Your marriage has been sick and has had infirmities. You've had an infirmity, a sickness in your marriage or with your relationship with your child or with an in-law or with a sibling or with someone that you've, uh, a neighbor, or a church member, whomever, and you've had it for a long, long time. And then Jesus asks a profound question at the end. He says to him, do you want to be made well? You need to underline that because that's a real question. For you who've been hurt, for you who have been abused at some point in your past, for you who have been deeply pained by someone you love. Someone has failed you miserably. You, you, you've been disappointed. You've been crushed. 
The worst thing you can do is live in it to your own detriment. And I've come to the conclusion some folk don't get well because they really don't want to be made well because they like keeping people in their court. You did this to me. I'm going to judge you to the day I die or the day you die. And I ain't going to let it go. You shouldn't have done it. I ain't going to forgive. And you know what happens then? You, you begin to get ulcers. You begin to get migraine headaches. Your spiritual condition affects your physical health. And I, 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 I believe this with all my heart. When you get whole spiritually, it will help you to heal physically. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the truth be told, Jesus Christ, the son of God, he came to earth of Bethlehem of Judea, born as a baby. God baby grew up in a God child into a God man and then died on Calvary. And he was buried and then rose and gained victory so that we can have freedom. And yet we keep ourselves enslaved by the one who hurt us most. Because we refuse to be made whole. God is calling you now to freedom. How long are you going to live in despair? How long are you going to live in hurt? How long are you going to choose to live in pain? God knows exactly where you are and he's God enough to help you where you are, to emancipate you where you are, to restore what the locusts have eaten in your life. God is able all by himself to put the broken pieces back together again. But the real question comes, my friends. Do you want to be made God wants to heal you so that you can be a better mother, a better father, a better child of God, a better co-worker, a better neighbor. God wants you to soar like eagles and not wallow like chickens. But you have to come to the conclusion today that Lord, enough of my pity party, enough of my anger, enough of my unforgiving spirit, enough of my sullenness, I choose this day to be made well. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, this wasn't a long message, but I know it's impacting. Because people can look ever so beautiful outwardly, finely dressed, can be applauded by men and women for great deeds of accomplishments. And yet on the inside, 
deteriorating, hurting, to the point of suicidal tendencies or insanity. And I pray, Father, that those you brought here today would just stop. Put the brakes on and ask themselves the question. You asked the man with the infirmity for 38 years. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made well? And I pray in the name of Jesus, the same God who came, lived, and died, and rose, is God enough to fix marriages, to give you peace, to restore unity, to restore harmony, so that you can move on and press on to God's plan for your lives. Father, help us to take this message to heart so that we can please you more. This message is no accident. You knew before the foundation of the world that we needed to hear this message because of where we are now, perhaps where we've been, or perhaps where we are headed because we don't know what tonight not to mention tomorrow, it's going to bring. We ask these blessings in Jesus Christ and all God's children said. God is our stronghold. God is our refuge. God is our strong tower. God is our deliverer. God is our healer. God is our provider. God is our everything. He gave his only begotten son to die in our place for our sins. God gave his all for us. As his children, we are obligated to give our all for him. We must remember the Lord our God. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.